I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Venice. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Paul. Hey, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So... We haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com One day a year, Mm. comes out of a hat. Today, here's Sean Dyche. But dressed by Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, oh, it's addressed yeah, each other. Like okay, that. and that's the, that's the that's the third round. So, <laughs> so Dyche is a big inflatable cock and ball. He's all staggering. Happy New Year, everybody! Welcome to the Football Ramble. My goodness, it's 2024. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushan Hunteraja. My goodness, we've made it. Another calendar year. Jim Campbell, you're buzzing. Delighted. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what is, they said we wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Give us an immediate fact about 2024, Jim. It is the highest year ever recorded. There you go. <laughs> we're here. We're here, baby. We and made so it. So are you if you're listening yeah. to this. Um, people, get, people get a little bit down in January, don't they? But we're the antidote to that. Exactly. Exactly. We're still here. Pre-recorded. I imagine we all feel this buoyant on the <laughs> Uh, pre-recorded which yeah. means some of the things in this pre-script of the intro are about to become yeah. potentially problematic um, <laughs> let's see how we get on yeah no it's the middle of July when we were no, really, 2021 yeah. it's not really yeah. everybody um, of course uh, we're back tomorrow with your re- regular ramble if you're wondering what the hell this is all about um, looking back on the weekend's football but today we wanted to do something a little bit different we're writing our own list of New Year's resolutions for football so in 2024, what do we want football to do differently? It could be a rule change. It could be a different tournament or league format. It could be, I don't know, maybe banning sort of somebody like Joey Barton or Piers Morgan from X. Uh, nothing's off the table here. 
and I'm no doubt Elon Musk would agree. Um, <laughs> we've each uh, got our own suggestions, and we've sifted through the hundreds we got from you all, which we do genuinely really appreciate. So thank you very much. So Jim, get us underway, old boy, with your resolution for football. So I would institute a or instigate rather a change to the game, and it might be the biggest change to it in the history of it. Ooh. I would say. I would like to experiment with getting rid of the offside rule altogether. Oh, man. Now, right. that might sound revolutionary and too much and crazy, but you know who else agrees with me? Marco van Basten. Yep. He brought it in in 2021. He said he wanted to do it. He said he thinks it's a good idea. He used, um, I think, hockey, didn't he, as an example he of how it could work, and he wants to give it a bash. Can you say he brought it in? He, he brought, sorry, let me rephrase that. He brought the idea to our attention. I he was yeah, that too late, too late table. Yeah. yeah. Marco Van Basten's the president of football, everybody. <laughs> He's a very you waste a lot of chances man. in your career not knowing that. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. Damn it all. But hockey did exactly this. Hockey had an offside rule, got rid of it altogether. Mm. And uh, the concern, obviously, is that everyone would just stand on the goal line and can can the ball away, I think. Isn't it? That's, <laughs> that's been the sort of the worry when everyone's brought up this idea before. In hockey, apparently, that hasn't happened. Uh, tactics have adapted. It's made the game a lot more free flowing, and that's what we want, right? We want mm. we like. Is there anything more annoying than than a goal that's disallowed because of a really marginal offside, particularly when it's a player who's miles away from from the actual action? It, yeah. it just feels like it, the the you know the the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Almost. So so a lot of people have talked about, particularly since the implementation of VAR, the idea of changing the offside rule. You know, adapting it to make it not so nitpicky, not so narrow, to deliver what the kind of spirit of the offside rule, which was reduced, I think it was brought in the early 70s, what it should be about. Um, and yet you're going, no, 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 the whole thing needs to go out with the bathwater. Because I think... Um, but do you genuinely believe this? I, You'd like to see what happens. I would like to see what happens. Yeah. That's that's it. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I'd like to see what happens. I don't think... It, I think... Um, you know, in, in the same way, I'd like to see what happens if I, you know, threw an egg off a skyscraper. I'm not going to do it because it'd be madness. <laughs> I, you know, you're not going to see the result of that. So I think that's actually a silly. Unless comparison. you run down really fast. Well, I will see the, the result of it because it'll be filmed, and presumably you won't be at all these football matches where it's happening. <laughs> it'll be. You, you make a fair point. Thank you. But I, I um, obviously there is every chance that this would be would be a bad thing and would be ruinous, and mm -hmm. the game would be would be rubbish. <clears> and even if it was given time to adapt to the, to the idea, it, it wouldn't work out. But I genuinely legitimately think there is a good chance it would actually improve but how are you the implementing it then carabao yeah oh, nice. gonna, everyone's going to get on the carabao they're going to be full of beans they are <laughs> and yeah. it won't matter it's going to be absolutely chaotic so you you will trial it in some kind of different competition trial it in a competition that actually um matters or actually, maybe it should be something like the Confederations Cup or something like that, where no, it is a yeah. where it is a that is, it is an absolute dumping ground, isn't it? For indeed, all yeah. it's indeed. the FIFA yeah. Club World Cup, right? That if they said that, are oh, more for what are you doing, lads? What are you doing? But there's going to be no offside. You'd be like, all right. No, the okay. good news is for you players, there's less stoppages. Yeah, so yeah. you're going to be running more. <laughs> You, you need a, you need a decent sample size, yeah. and you need as close to sort of competitive football as you can get in a game. Yeah, no, where I agree with that. I, I agree with that. So in the league cup, it goes. So when I, when I when I say the early seventies, the offside rule, what I of course mean is that it used to be that the player that it was now it's beyond it's beyond the last player. It used to be beyond two players, didn't it? They changed it in quite a seismic way mm. then to make the game um, flow more. Yeah, and and it's hard to 
No, you have to that. have two defend. You have to have two opposition defenders. But it used to be more, is what I mean. Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, sorry, two outfield. Normally, outfield players because a goalkeeper, you know, is, is yes. Is, but but the, the point is that all I'm trying to say is just that obviously I don't know, remember what it was like before 1972, but it, it seems like this is now part of the furniture, the way the current law is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to remove it, it would entirely change the nature of both defending and attacking playing. Yeah. You, you'd have to say that is the biggest rule change since the back pass rule, I would say. Yeah. The back pass rule I mean, made sense. I think a lot of people liked it. Yeah, okay. So, I, I mean, I like this, Jim. I like it. Go and make it happen. Vish, what do All you right. think? I it, the, the technology point that you brought up is interesting because um, one of the things that happened in cricket with the Here advent of like... Here he goes. Yeah. Well, with the advent of technology oh, is we got, you got into a situation where the old rules that were written before... The technology was brought in were then yeah. were basically up for scrutiny in a very different okay. way. So what did he yeah. in both? And so the <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> so so with I suppose with the offside thing, what you're going to get there is you are going to lose those like you know a shoulder or a toe in front of a yeah. you know in, in front of a defender being ruled out. But you can't going to change the you you obviously we know tactically you're going to change it. The thing I'm really fascinated by is like get it pushed through, have it become the norm. And then see like how positionally how people change. Yeah. Because it's gonna be it's gonna be set apart a bit more. Because at the moment it does feel a bit homogenous beyond one or two people rather than positions. If you think of like the dearth of like thirty goal a year strikers, strikers got to do a bit more. You know, Gabriel Jesus comes and gets the ball off the keeper now. You know. Yeah. As as Arsenal's forward, and so I, I think it'd be really interesting to see how that changes, and also like body composition wise, definitely. Yeah. It would be absolute chaos at first. Yeah. No one would really know what they were and, doing. And, and, and you've got to look into the idea that um, really teams now look to make the pitch big when they've got the good teams. When they've got the ball, they look to make the pitch big. When they haven't got the ball, they look to make the pitch small. Part of the reason they look to make the pitch small is to narrow it because obviously the players can't go in certain areas of the pitch yeah. because of their back line. So the whole of, I mean, it would be interesting to see how someone like Guardiola reacts to it because the whole of tactics would also change. This is a big, big statement, Jim. This is mm. a big start. To I feel show. Jim's just a mouthpiece for Arsene Wenger these days. Is <laughs> Wenger said he wants a bit of that as well? Oh, he don't loves all that, doesn't so. he? Of course oh, he, he does. He loves all massively, that, he? yeah. Yeah, he does all that. The old, uh, I don't, the old I don't alchemist. You can just say he loves a bit of that and prescribe anything. Okay, I'll, I'll help. I'll help things. out. Please. When you had that summit with Arsene Wenger in that hotel <laughs> in, in Johannesburg in yeah. 2010, was this discussed? The only thing he said was years after <laughs> I asked him if he was enjoying the World no, Cup. No, when you asked him if he could remove the offside rule, um, he said yes. He, yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Wenger, yeah. I, 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 Arsene Wenger um, wants to revolutionise the offside law. There was something about that. Uh, yeah, he, well, he wants recently. the daylight rule, doesn't he? But I think I want that, that as well. well that, that gives a that that in itself would change the game a lot. And the, I think Particularly the worry, games. the worry, absolutely. The the, the worry <laughs> is that um, teams would sit deeper, right? So that's Jim, I Fish, think you've got to laugh audibly. You can't just laugh quietly. No yeah. one knows that's a great joke. No, I didn't want to interrupt Jim. That's fine. I'll, I'll always do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, we've heard Jim's one. Luke. Um, let's have uh, let's have something from yourself. What's so, your football New Year's resolution? So mine's slightly more earnest. Oh, good. <laughs> benefit of going yeah. second. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, listen. If we're going to throw that around, Vish, the benefit of realising before we started recording, you completely misunderstood the question, <laughs> and that's a hurriedly go laugh. Don't start. They're having a go at him for not laughing. They having a. Oh, don't Vish was like, oh, we're like, which one have you got? You don't have to do this. I've got something about cricket. No, I didn't say cricket. Vish, Vish, don't worry. I'm sure the listeners will judge your, you on your resolution, and and Luke and see. Whose is the best? Yeah, 
We'll have an online poll, mate. I certainly feel judged. Yeah. Right, come on then, let's get you out of the way. <laughs> no, mine is a bit more earnest, and I'd like you to engage with it. Yeah. Um, I think I think football has got a big issue with timing, and it's mm. a, 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 an issue that hasn't really been solved. I think, and I'll come on to explain exactly what I mean in a second, but I think it, they've authorities have kind of fiddled around the margins with it and tried to do a little bit of a fig leaf here and a bit of lip service there. But ultimately... I think everyone understands that in the modern game, the ball isn't in play enough. I think teams and players have too much power to slow games down, to grind things out. I understand that there's an element of you're a small team playing a big team in a cup game. You know, that's maybe to your advantage and that's a good thing in certain isolated situations. But generally, people are people want to watch football being played. I think that kind of idea that the players and the teams have too much power to do that alongside all these VAR protocols now means the game is way too stop-start. I mean, it can take... I think I highlighted this maybe at one or two international tournaments ago where I said, look, you know, it can take minutes, actual minutes, for one attacking free kick to be taken. Mm. The referee sprays the spray, he sets the wall up, the players organise what they're doing, the goalkeeper wants to do something. I remember timing a, a free kick in the World Cup, I think it was a couple of tournaments ago, where it took like two and a half minutes to take a free kick about five yards outside the area. Build the anticipation. It does build an anticipation to an extent, Normally, that free kick then goes into the wall, doesn't it? Everyone goes, what are we all doing here? My point is just that <laughs> you can mention the VAR protocols, you can mention the time wasting, the obvious things. Mm. I think there's a element that football isn't in control of how long the ball's in plan. I think it should be. Football's beauty is in its flow, right? It's what separates it from a cricket or an NFL even. You know, other, mm. other big sports are separated out because they're, they're not as free-flowing as football. Mm-hmm. And we need to a way I think to stop teams getting an advantage from slowing the game down I would I would potentially look to do something like if VAR is going to stay and they're going to do it in the way they're currently doing it even under UEFA I would possibly stop the clock for it knowing that you're not going to get an advantage from it yeah. from it because if you know the VAR thing is what seems odd to me is that if a team is 2-1 up and there's 10 minutes left there's a VAR thing and the VAR takes 6 or 7 minutes that un- un- unquestionably, through no control of any player or team, benefits the team that's 2-1 up because mm. they're not going to add that exact amount on at the end. Think- they try to, but they can't. Mm. And so I think you, I think you, maybe you stop the clock when there's an injury as well. Maybe you start to make moves towards that thing. I think the only thing you can't do is really stop the clock totally because then you're not going to have a 90-minute game. And I think 90 minutes as a game thing is too culturally attached to the sport for you for for to change that that feels too much but I just basically think in summary something needs to be done if you stop the clock though you, you, a lot more football will be played yeah and then we, we have kind of a, an extension of the problem we have now which is players getting injuries and stuff and, and squads being thinner because of the accumulation of those <laughs> sure. injuries so. but what I'm talking about is that if you if you are someone who goes down I and mean, the players always do this you go down for a couple of minutes towards the end of a game because your team's winning if you know you're not going to get an advantage from that are you still going to do it? Yeah, well, I mm. yeah, I, yeah. I, I think we could maybe learn a little something from basketball here. Go on. The shot clock. Mm-hmm. But apply that when you get a free kick to be taken. Yeah. Maybe you've got 30 seconds or a minute to take yeah, it. Yeah, I think that'd be something. great. Yeah. That's a good idea, I didn't think. That yeah. would build anticipation. It would. Because we don't want to get rid of anticipation. No. Yeah. Do we want that... Eh, <laughs> I bet to America. Yeah. I, I talked about... It's we funny. could have our own equivalent. It would be a, a, a trombone or something. Gary Neville. Well... Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, someone uh, actually mentioned that a bit later. Oh, nice like, little spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unintentional spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? So I, when you mentioned basketball, uh, basketball there, Marcus, mm. just uh, uh, allow me on this. I also mentioned the idea of a backcourt rule where you once you go over the halfway and you can't go back again. 
What do you make of that? Terrible idea. Why? Because if you remember in the Brentford Villa game where the Villa player nearly scored an own goal and Mimi Martinez oh, it's brilliant. we wouldn't have loads of those moments. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, that, I, would favor, that would favour big teams as well because you'd end up going on a break and you'd be like, fuck, okay, everyone has to rush into that half to... <laughs> That'd be fucking brilliant though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm all for it now. You put it like that. Hang on. No, it would favour, it would favour bigger teams. All right, no, here's a, here's hey. a better one. Carabao the cunt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jim mentioned the bad thing, the offside rule. You didn't say a fucking damn thing. He did, he got involved, he started talking about cricket. (laughs) Um, Okay, here's my new rule, is that every player from the team, apart from the goalkeeper, has to always be in one half or another. (laughs) Benny Hill. Are you playing Benny Hill music? (laughs) No, but Jim and Fish, on on this timing thing, is it something that, because I guess I, I have to admit... The reason I brought this to the table is because I ultimately it just personally annoys me that you have to wait for ages for things to happen in a game like football, which I, I don't feel like it ever used to be that. Like you should that. never go and watch baseball live, by the way. I have been to see baseball live, but it's a different, it's a different mindset. Yeah, but you, but you know, the stoppage is the built you know into the game. Happen, right? yeah. It's fine. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you guys think about this? Do you think it, I'm exaggerating how big a problem it is, or do you think that it's something that should be looked at? No, I agree with you. I think it's something that should be looked, should be looked at. Um, I think I, I like the stop clock, and I appreciate it as you articulated that you need to differentiate what you stop the clock for. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're spot on, to be honest. I okay. don't really You've see got an agreement there, Jim? Well, a strange um, advantage it may have um, is that if free kicks have to be taken faster, players um, don't start to cool down in, in terms of their muscles. So you exactly, might actually yeah. see fewer injuries I if this were to happen. This I, has been a problem with these long VAR yeah. checks, hasn't it? Yeah. So one so size fits I, all. I, I do like the stop. I think it'll idea. solve Luke football. Moore is is doing a good service to people yet again. That's, that's what I live for. It's masked in a, in a disservice, Yeah, but under, underneath that mask is a great like service. like me, you scratch me to service of basically a cunt yeah. and you get someone who's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, he's the ultimate. He's all right once you get to know him. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, gentlemen, I'd like to bring in um, some of our listeners' suggestions for New Year's resolutions. Um, and we've been talking about time wasting and 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 so on. But of course, VAR's been under the spotlight more than ever this season. We can agree. We can agree. Several high-profile mistakes, of course. Long checks potentially leading to more of those hamstring injuries. Vish has raised that many, many times. He's terribly concerned. Well, what about this? We had exactly... Um, this suggestion last year, but it came up prominently again, including um, from Kitchener Geordie, who said, VAR checks get a maximum of 60 seconds to check. If it isn't conclusive beyond that, then it isn't a clear and obvious error. Yeah, I don't mind that. I disagree with it. Yeah, Why? I do too. Because some of them, are, like, look at the one at Newcastle against Arsenal, yeah. there was three checks in one. The point is getting the decisions right. Yeah, but then well, you get 180 seconds, 60 and 60 and 60. So you have to say, oh, by the way, this is going on a bit longer because it's more than one check. Yeah, I think so. It's three checks and it's three 60 seconds lot. So you've got 60 seconds to declare the three checks. Well, I think, the, look, we can we can nitpick all you like. You know, this is lovely banter. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the, the issue is that what, what Kitchener, Geordie and some of our other listeners are saying, yeah. I think is absolutely valid, which is that if it's taken you a long time to work something out, mm-hmm. it by definition can't be clear or obvious. So maybe that's not the exact solution, but the principle I think is fair. No, but that, I, 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 sometimes if a player has, say, stuck their hand out to commit a handball offence, did it touch their hand? Well, it might not be clear and obvious that it did. The referee thinks it did or didn't. Right, well, let's have a look on it. Oh, yeah, it just flicks the end of his hand. That's a penalty. That may take a little while to determine because of camera angles and slowing the cameras down and all. So all this idea of, oh, well, it can all be wrapped up in 60 seconds, 
Yes, I, I get the, the feel of that. I, I actually prefer this from Rich. Gary Neville goldgasm for the entire dura- duration of any Varchick. Everyone's just like, seven get- seconds! <laughs> get it out um, of the way. Yeah, I Stop did, it. I yeah. feel that the anticipation does need to build a little bit with Varchicks, but that was when we used to have like one or two a game. Now it's like... <laughs> well, it was every, a novelty. Yeah, it was like well. seven or eight and a half. It's I, mean, like, <laughs> I, I hear that Gary Neville goldgasm in my sleep. I don't think we should wish that on the entire <laughs> I, nation. Yeah. I would like what to... state do you wake up, Jim? No, it's, it varies. Right, okay. how, how about this? Every single Howard Webb apology can be no longer the 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I like that 60 second limit as a way that, you know, the referee needs to run over to the screen in a certain in a certain time yeah. as well. Although yeah. the screen just goes black. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, maybe they have to like wrap the apology, like proper, do a proper performance. You know how players do like an initiation thing where you've got to yeah. sing a song or do something like that. They'd soon sort it out, wouldn't they? they do something like that. that, that yeah, the people who've been on the end of a bad one, that would really, they'd be really happy with that. Yeah. They? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No way in patronising or piss-taking that. What hello, hello, Gary, me again. There are certain um, Arsenal fans who would explode yeah. after that Newcastle thing. What about this from S. Hamilton? Every time a manager makes a comment about VAR being shit after making a previous comment backing it, looking at Mikel there, then if they do that, they receive, as, as S. Hamilton's put it, a red arse from the officials who were officiating. Spanking. Presumably. Let's assume it's a typo, but let's run with what he said. I think he, he means a paddle in there, doesn't yeah, it? Paddling. Well, so. he means the red thing is in, you know, when you people line up against a wall and then you kick the ball at them yeah. mm-hmm. yes. while they're bent over. That's what um, he means. So yeah. some, some kind of corporal punishment solution. Presumably he's a Newcastle fan, is he? I would have sort of thought so. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Um, but a little, I mean, a little bit more spanking in football. Yeah, I think. Uh, listen, can you ever have too? Can you ever have too much of that? Well, it depends if you can sit down after. There's not, not that many. There's not that much spanking in football at the moment, as far as I know. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of spanking, I think we go all the way back to Vish and say, Vish, what's your New Year's resolution for football? My New Year's resolution for football is that all teams should be forced to play a number ten. Love that. It's the most fun position. They're the most creative players a lot of solutions we've talked about around mm-hmm. this table already have been about you know flow of the game making it more fun essentially which is what it is they're the players who do that <laughs> tell you what Fulham are well how equipped do you, how do you enforce yeah. it if someone's not playing the role we kick them out of the league <laughs> <laughs> We kick them out Sorry, of the league. Um, in, in game. In like, game, yeah. You've done you, you fail once, you're out. No, no, I'll just give them the shirt. You've got to play the part as you've well. You've got to draw markings on the pitch of where they should be operating. Yeah. Proper old-fashioned, never leaves that circle. And there's, a, and there's a big scoreboard up on the side of the stadium yeah. which how many uh, tricks they've done. Yes. Yeah, exactly. If they do three per game, That's it doesn't right. count. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love that. And yeah, if they run too much, yes. then you know they get... Oh, their stats are scrutinised. Yes. Hang on, hang on. His shirt's tucked in. No, get out. I also think it would be a those aren't long long socks, are they? <laughs> That'd be a great separator because you'd have certain managers, mm. like Neil Warnock would be out of a job forever, mm. but Roy Hodgson wouldn't because he loves to play a creative player. Yeah. Does so yeah. yeah, it could it could um it could separate the managers out as well. But also, I, I I'd like I I actually wouldn't want managers like Warnock kicked out of the game, not for that anyway. But, <laughs> um, because I would like to see people's different takes on oh, a yeah. number ten. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. there will be scrutiny. Because Allardyce, it would be you know. Um, well, I mean, he had lots of creative players, lots of really exciting flair players. What's his isn't name? He? he used to be Andy Carroll's keeper. Well, Kevin Nolan. Yeah, yeah Nolan. it would be keeper, like he would keeper. he would be. Um, he would deploy Handler. a player like that. But Big yeah. Sam did have JJ Kocha. Yeah. And, and Jorkaev. Yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. that yeah. uh, Carter? Exactly. I think, I'm so glad you brought that to the table. This is earnest nonsense. Yeah. I um, want to see what Sean Dyche, the, like, we give them, you give them like a, you know, um, a period where they can work it out. I want to see what Sean Dyche thinks the number 10 is. I mean, I can tell you because he's basically Abdullah Decore. <laughs> right, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> he's, he's weighing in with loads of goals. Yeah. And, and Chicken burger and three wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that, love yeah. that suggestion. All right, before we go for a break, a reminder that we are giving away 
three brand new 50-inch Toshiba Fire QLED TVs. It's completely free to enter. Just listen to the very end of the show to find out how to get involved. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. We're going to talk about fighting the growing inequality in the Premier League. This from Vermilion Dynamite. Good name. Um, at the halfway point of the season, teams in the bottom half of the league get to take one player from the reverse team in the top half to try and improve their fortunes. <laughs> so 20th takes a player from the team who's first, 19, 19th gets a player from second, etc., etc. I mean, again, the great thing about that... A little bit of US sports again here. Is that if you're 11th, you just yeah. get a player from the team who's 10th. Yeah, that's it's right. Like, you might as well not bother. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if that's, say, Brentford and Chelsea... Sheffield United are getting out in Holland, great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fulham... A basically, I suppose they could get Cole Palmer. Yeah, I suppose you would. You would, you would. At the time of recording, this is of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm looking at Manchester United at the time of recording. Um, we don't have be, to say the time of recording. You know, we just no, no, we are. Because, we, you know, yeah, but um, at the time of recording, uh, Manchester United would be picking a player from Forest. I don't know that Forest would want any of our players, but I'd be quite keen on Gibbs White. <laughs> yeah, or Alanga, get him back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that worked no. out well last time, didn't it? Okay. Well, tell us what you think about it then, Marcus. It's a good Don't idea. just sit there in judgment of everyone around the start of 2024. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you I'm think. Who would you Who would you want I'm not from ju- Chelsea? I would, I would, I would have... Uh... They wouldn't notice. Take whatever you want. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thiago Silva. We need another... Uh... <laughs> Five-year contract. Bang. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, You've got to take Raheem Sterling, wouldn't you? <laughs> That'd be one in the Carl eye. Carl Palmer, surely. He's having a wonderful season. He's having a wonderful season, but yeah. um, he's you know he's not played that much for England yet, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> don't, um, don't accidentally put Carlton Palmer. Yeah. Because he's older. He's much older. He's not going to do much for you. It'd be nice to see him, though. No. It's an interesting suggestion that yeah. um, would fall foul of many, many employment laws, <laughs> which is, makes it a good idea, in my view. All right, so let's move on to something bigger and beefier, then. Um, Champions League football. Now, in the 2024-25 season, we'll see the introduction of the new 36-team league format for the Champions League, with the top eight teams, after six games, progress to the knockouts, and then ninth to 24th play a playoff 
to get in there as well. Now, Nick Gillen has had his say on this. Big Nick, he's been a listener for a very, very long time. Nicky G said, fuck the new Champions League format in the bin and stick with the current group format, but remove the seeding and make the groups an open draw. Would never happen, but would be amazing. That would be great. The reason it would never happen, just for those of you who haven't thought about it that much, is because the, the the powers that be wouldn't want to risk big, big teams going out early, Yeah, which is a shame. I agree with Nick. I think there's been talk of this, hasn't there, with the FA Cup, where you say that if you're the lower-ranked team, you're always at home. The way they're doing the Coupe de France, I think, That's as right. well. And in, um, yeah. yeah, and in Spain as well. This would throw... The, the, the thing I don't like about the whole... FA Cup was first, though, wasn't it, Luke? It was. Right. It's, it's, so it's why should it change? It's the oldest one. It should yeah. never change. Right. No, nothing good can come of anything or anyone ever changing. Correct. And if you take one thing away from this start to 2024, <laughs> take that with you throughout the year. Well, well, other than the resolutions we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and I would, the date. I would say that it's quite short-sighted of UEFA to think like that because obviously they want to protect their own. They want to, they, they're kind of really tasked with keeping the big clubs happy, I suppose. Mm. It's a difficult position they're in. But actually, the amount of stories, the amount of narrative, the amount of PR value and marketing value and all the rest of it of removing the seeding and having these massive stories. Yeah. Would be amazing. I mean, it would be really interesting. If you got a group that was like Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Man City, uh-huh. and whatever, another team. I Think can't, of the other yeah. groups, though. Yeah, see, everyone focuses on, wouldn't that be brilliant? Yeah, but the, the smaller groups, would it, it would be initially, it wouldn't be as much interest, of course, mm-hmm. but those teams are automatically going to get further in the yeah. competition, which makes it more interesting. And you, you look at the situation in the FA Cup, the aforementioned FA Cup, where occasionally you get, you get Portsmouth win it, Wigan win it. You know, like it's name it, another small side in the last twenty five years. Well, it that doesn't it. Um, Spurs. Um, it's, well, I mean, that's it's not, not even last twenty five years, is it? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to carry on the whole year like this? No, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. No, the, but, the, but so I, often I think when you remove the, do seeds, you think you're Greg Davis in Taskmaster? Um, uh, no, I think I'm Greg Proops. Um, <laughs> not again. <laughs> it's never Greg. No, I just, I'm just saying, Jim, that I think when people they, they romanticise about removing the seedings, I'm not sure it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, but I know that that doesn't happen very often, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it, it does happen sometimes you know and, and it's rarer but this would would allow that at least to be a possibility far more often than it is now you get getting a smaller side win in the Champions League would be great right it would I don't think removing the seeding would 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 ensure well, so, so the argument, surely it eases the possibility of it well the argument Marcus isn't making is that is that the teams would get a little bit further, but then no further than that, because ultimately at some point they're going to cover against a good team. Well, that's what, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah, I mean, it, I, I mean, as as old Nicky G says, you know, it would it would never happen. I mean, the smaller teams that you're suggesting though would probably be the massive team in the smaller countries. Oh, of course, but that's the that's what the Champions League is. Yeah, it isn't has it? to be that anyway. And they would, yeah. I, I'm, well, okay, maybe that's not great. I mean, Did you would... think I thought Wigan were going to win the Champions League? <laughs> I thought you thought West Ham were going to win the Champions League. <laughs> they might do. You still hold yeah, that. Exactly. I mean, they're they in the Europa the League. Cup. They're in the Europa League this season. It is possible that they could win the Champions League next season. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, and we accept that. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. What's your one, Marcus? Uh, we're going to talk about goalkeepers first. Oh, fine. Sorry, mate. I thought humbly that we would finish the show on my one. I thought that might be the case. I thought that <laughs> might be this, what this attitude has been yeah. building up the whole No one can have a right of reply. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say your resolution. <laughs> play the bar. Now we go. Here's your new resolution. And, and the sub title is uh, why Marcus thinks it's shit yeah. <laughs> keeps going to the listener's suggestions it's not going to happen though like he's yeah, trying this or not yeah. now yeah. these ones are like Jim I liked your one yeah do you want are you, are you on side or not is you, what I'm yeah. saying which <laughs> would be fly in the face of what your idea was of course yeah. um, but the goalkeepers this from Corey goalkeepers can continue to use their hands good start in it <laughs> <laughs> good start. thanks Corey 
He's compromised on but this. When handling zoo animals, uh, <laughs> um, but are no longer allowed to catch slash possess the ball with their hands. Goal extravaganza! Yeah. So be. a goalkeeper can flap and punch. Um, parry. Parry. Yeah, but they can't catch Up a cup. the ball. <laughs> but they can, they can pat in the air, can't they? To Looks themselves. Like there you yeah. go. Okay. There you right. go. So Goal, they, goalkeepers are a bit of a strange breed yeah. fish. Oh, no, no, that's that already, around. actually. Sort of thinking <laughs> about it. Like a dog bouncing a balloon on its nose. They yeah. sort of have to do that. Does yeah. someone want to tell Anama that you can at the moment <laughs> still possess the ball? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's... In you, the League Cup. I was, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> League Cup's a dumping ground for all this. <laughs> League Cup, I don't know where they are. Right, so guys, yeah. we're playing the League Cup this week, so sit down, I've got a four-hour presentation. <laughs> right, the goalkeeper can't catch it. There's no offside. <laughs> Man City used to be Stop interested what? in winning this. Yeah. Have you got a number 10? No, but well, you need to look into that. Yeah. Also, on the parameters we've set for this podcast, it's this season's Carabao Cup, which has already started. Yeah. Now, so, yeah. FIFA like or UEFA like, just yeah. yeah, fine. Do you remember there was a there was a big thing at Sky Sports News did one year where they talked about New Year's resolutions for football. May or may not have been where we got the idea for this show. Mm. And everyone did like quite a thoughtful thing, and it was with the current Premier League managers, and I think they did it off the back of the press conference. Mm. And um, then David O'Leary, who was managing at the time, came out with something absolutely baffling. It was something like, goalkeepers shouldn't be allowed to leave their area. That's right, yeah. I've been thinking about this for a long time and yeah. I think it'd be really good. It's like, you're the manager of a Premier League club. He's played a lot of five-a-side. He's yeah. played a lot of five-a-side. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like a strange... Can you imagine like a ball over the top and the keeper just has to... And it stops just before and the keeper's got to wait. Yeah. It's just madness. Or it's a pen. Pen. Yeah. <laughs> This is the thing, isn't it? Football is about that freedom. You, we talk about the flow of the game, so that's mm. why I think restrictions like that will mm. never quite... Well, Jim, we're going to stay with goalkeepers for one last spin of the of the dice because this is from Ben. Spin of spin dice. Spin of the dice. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> let goalkeepers handle the ball in both boxes. I really like this idea. In the opposition box, it would be a volleyball-style spike only, no catches but encourages high-risk, high-reward <laughs> strategies like keepers coming up for corners more regularly. I honestly think this is a brilliant it, idea. Yeah, I'd love that. Because, yeah. because you, you immediately... Get it in the Carabao. Well, yeah, I'd absolutely. Get it in the FA Cup, Jim. Um, immediately you think, well, obviously the goalkeeper's going to come up all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm. Then the back door is unlocked. But you can't mm. catch it. Can, what happens if the goalkeeper catches it in the opposition box? <laughs> Penalty. Penalty's all round. Um, no, I really, I, I really the like. Game presumably stops. I honestly, I, I'm all joke. No, joking's still involved. Um, <laughs> I think this, this is genuinely like an intriguing idea because, like a goalkeeper, like punches the ball. But as you say, it really does. It's such a high risk thing. Yeah. But then you. So with 15 minutes to go and you're one nil down, do you go? You know. And presumably you bring the well. The, the, the temptation would be that you leave an attacking player towards the mm. the halfway line, right? So mm. if it, if the goalkeeper is caught out, mm -hmm. then you uh, well, you just get it over to him and off you go. Because yeah. you've abandoned offside at this yeah, point, by the well, way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it can be wherever he wants. Yeah. But um, you then you've got you've got two spare men, right? If the goalkeeper's there as well, and you you leave and you go up there. So tactically, that would be quite interesting. Mm. I like that Marcus thinks this is fine. Well, what what's wrong with it? It's just mental, isn't well, it? Well, go on then. It's absolutely mental. Well, explain to me why Because it's, it's not the goalkeeper's role, is it? Yeah, but I'm saying you can introduce it. Yeah, you can introduce anything. You, you, well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. It, it, does, it does seem to go against the spirit of the name of the sport. Yeah. All right. In, in NFL, which they call football, the ball is only kicked, I think, 7% of the time. Yeah. So you don't want to get anywhere near that, otherwise it's a mockery, isn't oh, it? Trades description at Campbell over <laughs> I, know, I, know. I When I was a kid, I used to think that this was a thing. I was like, oh, the goalkeeper could only handle it in the box. And I was like, 
God, why are more people yeah. doing it? Why don't you go in the exactly. other box? Exactly. It's like, you know, you've got your British passport. <laughs> you don't need a visa to certain places. Just keep going there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I think it's a good place to... to to, to nearly finish the show because now yeah. it's over to so me. Do you need us here for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about managers' fashion because I'm getting a little bit annoyed. It's, this is really, you know, I just want Pep to spruce it up a bit. Yeah. You see sometimes what he's wearing and it's like, that's not even your best jumper. It's not even in your top <laughs> six. You, w- you wouldn't go down the pub looking like that. So here's what's happened. You wouldn't go down to the shops. It used to be managers used to wear training yep. kit. Yep. Or a suit. Tracksuit or suit. Yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly. And, and again, to go back to NFL again, yep. it annoys me that even in the Super Bowl, the coaches, the head coaches, will only wear tracksuits. Yeah. So so they they, they, they even deviate yep. from that. Yeah. What's happened recently mm-hmm. is you, you start, and it's not just Pep. No. It's, it's your Julian Nagelsmann's. Uh, it's, your, it's your people like that who bring yeah. in the trainers and the jeans and all the rest of all it. All that bollocks. I think that, I, you're right, I, I think that's not the dress code for a manager. Right, so... You've got you've got the tracksuit, the club. You know, cover yourself in the club crest like like Tuchel does. Yeah. Lampard likes a bit of that when Klopp. he's when he's knocking around. Klopp, yeah, exactly. Even even um, Neil Warnock, Frank, Frank Lampard, they love to be in an official club tracks at the moment, wouldn't Absolutely. they? Absolutely, Pulis with his old Stoke City cap on, yeah, and all that sort. She of She takes off the headbutt people. <laughs> Wait, well, didn't wear it in the shower. Wait, he wasn't wearing anything else, was he? He's <laughs> like a cartoon character. Why he's got you, a hat on, he's not naked. Why you got your cap on in the shower. Well, it's not like I've got any hair to wash. <laughs> so you know, Pep Guardiola sometimes wears that. Big grey roll neck. Yes, Jim. Yeah. Can I present you something? It's poor. It's uh, what's that? It's a what picture is... of Julia Roberts in a very similar <laughs> garment. Yeah, they look and the we same. We all know Ooh. that he's a big fan. Would of you be happy with Pep wearing that? No, I wouldn't. Not on the touchline. Why not? In the club. She's, even doing, she's even doing the Bielsa clothes there. She's squatting. She, she's really trying to reach out. She's, she's taking a piss. Yeah, she's she a Man is, United man. fan. Yeah, she is. Save it for the club. What okay? would you? So what do you? So you're saying tracksuit or suit? That's it. Right. For for the most part, yes. However, you get one mufty day <laughs> where you can wear what you want. Is that in the yeah. Carabao Cup? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the moment, the, at this point in the show, cup. at this point in the show, the Carabao Cup is just a fucking disco. Yeah. It's just a disco <laughs> yeah, yeah. with a buffet. And there's someone's got a football bouncing around somewhere. And there's a can of Carabao. Who's won, who's won it this year? No one knows. Now. <laughs> yeah. Just Jules presenting it. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> in the background. So... You've got one muffly day a year. Yeah. So you can wear what you want. It'd be interesting. But you cannot wear a suit or um the, or the or the tracksuit. Wouldn't it be interesting to see like what Roy Hodgson would wear? What do you reckon he would wear? I don't know, but you've you've tweed. No, I don't know. <laughs> He'd be you, dressed like George Smiley in um Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, would Great. So so it, so it would be interesting to see what some managers actually wear. Mm. I think that so that would be and also one fancy dress day of the season. And you have and to come in fancy it. dress. Right. Right. And wouldn't it be hilarious? I don't know, like Liverpool v Man United at Anfield, right? It'd be highly yeah. charged game like that. Klopp dressed as I don't know Santa and, and Ten Hag, you know, dressed or as when you know, Steve Batman, Cooper when and they have to shake hands at the end of the game, or they're pissed <laughs> off with each other. When Steve Cooper gets up after a defeat at home, and he knows he's going to be sacked. Yeah, he's wearing the David Brent thing <laughs> with the, with the, with the, with the yeah. bird's legs. Yeah, exactly. And a little pick on the top. You're sacked. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. This is... <laughs> How's this for an idea on, on. on that on that note as yeah, well? Build it, Jim. Build but, it. Um, one day a year mm. comes out of a hat. Today, here's Sean Dyche, but dressed by Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, you get to dress yeah, each other. Like okay, that. and that's the, that's, the, that's the third round. So, <laughs> Sean so... Dyche is a big inflatable cock and ball. <laughs> like he's on a stag weekend. <laughs> That'd be good. It would be very good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Eddie Howe's the fake shake. Yeah. And, 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 and Dyche is pissed off. And Klopp's going, we're going to do it in the Carabao. That's different. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if he was wearing a big sort of knob and balls and he's shouting instructions. Yeah. Like, again, think about what they do, the managers. Yeah. Getting annoyed, shouting at the referee, but that's how they're dressed. Gary, um, Gary O'Neill um, getting, <laughs> getting Arteta in this uh, tombola hmm. type thing. And... Yeah. Um, Getting him to dress in a just up all t shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah. long argued that players should wear tuxedos in cup finals. I think we can probably throw that into the Carabao as well at this point. Like snooker players. Should be like snooker yeah, players, exactly. basically. Yeah. All right, there we are. That'd be nice. You can wear boots, so but that's it's a it. big occasion. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you said snooker, I was thinking of the referee in a suit. No, it's just the um, players in like a little bow tie with the uh, with the uh, thing on. The like that. Penguin yeah. suit. Oh, you see. Best yeah. Save the best till last, there, yeah. everybody. When's that? What? We're doing that now, are we? <laughs> Thank you We've got much. some more listener suggestions, have we? Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAS Creator Network. Do join us tomorrow for the Ramble, looking back at all the weekend fixtures. Follow us on Twitter, currently known as X, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram, at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. We did it, everybody. We've done it together. God bless you all. Happy New Year. And thank you, Luke Moore. Elon Musk to buy the Premier League. Yeah, we're done. We're finished. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Should have got it in time. Let him, the, the Carabao Cup. Let yeah. him buy that. <laughs> Vathush and Hantaraja, thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, thank you, James Campbell. Thank, thank you, Marcus Christopher Speller. Yeah. Happy New Year, listeners. Yes, your middle name's and Edward. All three of you. It is. Yeah. Just, what are you doing? Just, he said mine, I'm saying is. Mutual appreciation. Yeah. Luke Aaron Moore. Yeah, thanks. Do you have a middle name, Vish? <laughs> We're doing this now, are we? No, I don't. Just say happy new year to the listeners and go. We, I thought we had gone. Look, at the end of a it's terrible house... It's the first house... day of the year. How many more shows have you got? Yeah, Let loads. Let go. Loads. At the end of the party you got yeah. invited to last night, just say happy new year and go. Oh, don't have a go at me. <laughs> right, everybody. Sorry about the puffins. Um, lots of love and we'll see you tomorrow. Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello, Ramblers, and 
and happy holidays. As Marcus mentioned earlier in the show, we are giving away no less than three 50-inch Toshiba Fire QLED TVs. To enter the prize draw, just enter lnk.to forward slash ramble competition into your web browser. That is lnk.to forward slash ramble competition. Then pop in your email address and you are done. Plus, if you sign up to the Football Ramble Patreon, you will be entered twice. And we've all love being entered twice. Well, and <laughs> please note that only UK listeners are eligible to enter. We'll announce the first winner on Tuesday, January the 2nd. A very good luck to you. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.